0: Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the podcast, of The Lotus Eaters, for the first of June, 2023. I'm joined by Peter Bogosian, former Portland University professor of Portland philosophy, State. Portland State University of professor uh, of philosophy and uh, online commentator and well-respected thinker. Oh, thank you. you. Appreciate you that. It. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, realize that sounded like a backhanded compliment. There. Swindon, yes, sunny old Swindon.
1: That's my first. This is my first time here.
0: It's not sunny, is it? No, but our
1: bre- the breakfast here that we had with together was absolutely fantastic.
0: Took him out for an English breakfast, yep. and uh, I'll post a picture of it. Yeah, it was pretty great actually. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, today we're going to be talking about how young people have been misled about everything, uh, how uh, women and their genitalia is somehow a political conundrum in Britain. Uh, just uh, basically, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Peter an introduction, because back in 2017, it was 2017, wasn't it, when I came out to Portland? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Peter put me up in his house. We went to Portland University, Portland State University. We had a great time. A massive show with like, you know, yeah. 800, 900 people there. Uh, didn't even get shut down by Antifa, which was nice. And, uh, but they
1: did pull the fire alarm. They
0: did pull the fire alarm, but it's all right. We salvaged it. Yep. yep. And uh, and back then, we used to be like, you know, this isn't staying in the universities. You know? yeah. This is going to go everywhere. And now the British political class are obsessed with this problem. And we were so right.
1: Yeah, we, we were right, and people looked at us like again we were conspiracy theorists.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so it's nice to uh, be vindicated in a way. I and, wish and I it, wish we were crackpots then.
1: Yeah, and it's also obvious that what stays what's taught in the university doesn't stay in the university. Obviously. What's taught in K through twelve doesn't stay in K through twelve. Or I don't know what, what the yeah, analog yeah, of K through twelve is here. But younger,
0: yeah. but why would it? You know, why would it? You're indoctrinating people into these ideas when they're young. Right. They carry them with them when they're older. It's a ridiculous thing that's going to end there. But, uh, and the final thing is how uh, DEI training is actually being canned around uh, America, which is a good start. Uh, so uh, anyway, before we begin, though, um, we are actually looking for uh, artists uh, who, can, who, who would be interested in creating... Uh, Merch for us uh, that we can purchase from you. Merch designs that we can purchase. So uh, if you think that you fit the bill, uh, do email submissions at lotseaters.com, and uh, we'll we'll talk. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Anyway, let's begin. Uh, young people have been misled about uh, generally everything, and I think this is because of a progressive education system that can't bear to tell the truth about almost anything. And this this begins in the earliest years of their lives, and it. Goes through the entire gamut of what people know. I mean, what a man or a woman is. You know, the right. the dynamics between men and women as they become teenagers. Uh, what is expected of them by society at, at large. The very nature of gender roles. The very nature of the country itself. What their futures might well look like. The kind of jobs they should be going for.
1: Yeah, let's. I want to. I want to unpack something you said because I think it's incredibly important. Sure. A progressive education system. Whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's still an ideology. Yes. Right. So yep. it's no longer about, as the psychologist Jonathan Haidt says, it's no longer about truth, helping people find truth. It's about pushing and forwarding a, a very specific ideology. Yes.
0: I mean, the, the way I, the way I look at it is kind of like the difference between science and alchemy, mm. right? Science isn't here to set a value and tell you have to arrive at a destination. Uh, theoretically, science is to say, well, let's let's uh, take the value system we have. And examine the world and see what facts we can discover. Alchemy is a specific process to create something at the end of it. And that's the difference. A progressive education is trying to create a certain kind of world.
1: And... In the scientific worldview, propositions are revisible, at least in principle. Like you'll change your mind based upon the evidence. With any ideology, by definition, that's not the case. Mm. And one of the things we see now is these institutions are becoming ideology mills, where the goal is not to help people find truth, but to replicate the moral orthodoxy, to replicate whatever the dominant ideology is. And now it's critical social justice or wokeism or... Wesleyan calls it the successor ideology. Majit Nawaz uh, calls it regressive leftism. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, it's the same suite of propositions. Broadly, we can just use the term as a placeholder called woke.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's totally fair to call it that. And everyone recognizes it when they say it because they've all got the same, like you say, suite of propositions, the same issues that they go along. But I think that the, the thing that most concerns me is, essentially, when you start drilling down to all of this, what it comes to is the desire for revolution in the people who are indoctrinating the oh, uh-huh, students. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Like, And jo- Jordan Peterson called this years ago, but it was really difficult for people to really understand what he means. But I think actually now we're starting to get real, good, solid evidence, the actual numbers, of how the conditions for revolution are actually fermenting mm. in the minds of the young people who won't even understand why a revolution would be a bad thing.
1: That's why they need to defund the police. Mm. Because the police are the individual's the group that stands in between what they consider to be the, the capitalist machine. Yeah. And if you take away the police, then you can have whole scale destruction of larger institutions, banking, yeah. small the businesses. The status quo can right. be overthrown.
0: The police are the enforcers of the status quo, right. theoretically. Um, but yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, but before we go on though, if you want to support us, go to low cities.com. Of course, we've mon- uh, demonetized on YouTube. So thanks YouTube uh, for being a uh, evil truth tellers. Uh, Go and support us and go and check out this Victorian Manners and Etiquette series that Josh is doing because he he stumbled on a book of Victorian Manners and Etiquette So he read it did some studying applied his Psychological know-how to it and it's a it's not just what they did It's why they did it and it's absolutely fascinating. I'm not gonna spoil it go and check it out It's a really great series anyway So I found this poll and this really resonated with me because it's basically a poll of how Americans see their own history and Man, it's not good news, actually. You know, we laugh, but it's really not good news. Uh, And as you can see from this particular one, right? So prior to the arrival of European settlers, Native Americans and Indigenous tribes lived in peace and harmony. And who agrees with that? Well, on a political level, the very liberal people, 71% agree with that, right? The generally liberal, 57. On average, the moderate, 59. But on the conservative side, it's less than half. Now, that that concerns me, because that means that almost half of conservative people think, well, the Native Americans are just giving each other daisies and holding hands. They've
1: imbibed in the ideology because they themselves have gone to the same institutions. Exactly.
0: It's proliferating through the culture. Right. So these people should be a strong bulwark against this kind of nonsense, right? They should be like, no, we've got... The the conservatives could be criticized, but I think maybe should be credited with having a more cynical view of human nature, right? Right. As in, man is, is the more Hobbesian view. Mm. Man is actually kind of, if he's not raised well, he's a bad man. And he turns out to be a rough man. And so there's no reason to think that any other human being anywhere else in the world would not be the same way. Mm. Uh, however, the very liberal perspective, of course, takes the Rousseauian perspective, which is man is flawless and faultless yes. in the state of
1: and, nature. And, and if you can change the institutions, then you can somehow change the outcome. Yes. So I think it's really worth lingering on one thing sure. here. How did this madness come to be well let's, that's the question let's it? talk about that very mm-hmm. quickly and if i go on too long let me it's fine l- know. know so in the united states and the sphere in general teaching has become predicated upon as crazy as this sounds a single book mm-hmm. paulo Freire's pedagogy of the oppressed i have read this yes i have also read this And James Lindsay, New Discourses, does some great stuff on that. But the shift is from, as we spoke about Mm. before, the telos or the end of the institution being truth to alleviating oppression. Yes. Once you start talking about the goal being alleviating oppression, your North Star of truth is not Mm. gone. So you'll forward any narratives that talk about that. Now, this is an example of a disparity. So let's Mm. take an example of some of those propositions that we talked about any disparity in outcome must be due to systems. Mm. That would be one. So um, uh, African-American test scores on SATs, for example, that has to be, that's Ibram X. Kennedy's uh, position. So this is forwarding a very specific narrative of uh, indigenous people living in harmony with the land. Now, if you had a truth-seeking institution, Mm. then what you would do is you would say, okay, Here's a view found, and you would put forth the, for the best proponent of. I don't know. It, this is such a deranged, I don't, I don't and even utterly know false notion. I don't know who it would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but, because
0: but <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll go through some of the facts of uh, the pre-colonial Americas at, at the end of this segment, and you'll see what's really interesting is where those facts come from. Right. Right. Because it's not like you know right-wing, you know evil right-wingers who are like, no, here are the real. No. 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 This is totally mainstream. Right. This is a, just a massively false narrative. So, if it were true, so so that's the, the that's, Can you go back to the previous one, sorry, John? That's okay. the problem with
1: losing truth as the north star. Yeah. When you lose truth as the north star, you lose a compass. You lose yeah. a kind of integrity, and so madness like this gets forward, forwarded because it's fashionable. Yes.
0: And the 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 problem as well is that this kind of madness. Is a delegitimizing factor to the United States as a yes. country and 100%. that's really the, the the thing that and that but why would you do that? Like the only reason you would do that is if you were looking for revolution because this can only breed revolution
1: Right because you believe that the systems are inherently racist, patriarchal, and misogynist and evil, evil. and it. you have to overthrow them and you, Among the ways that,
0: you, right. Exactly. You can't just expect people to live in what they perceive to be an unjust world, even if they can't actually see or identify any injustices around them. Cor- correct. And and uh, the litmus test
1: for that is how many unarmed black men were killed by police in, insert the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was the uh, New York Times' one from like uh, 2019 or 2016. It was, whereas it was, it it's was under it, 20. It's between. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it's, but, but,
1: but even some of those are like, uh, you know. I, I just wrote the afterwards to Matt Thornton's The Gift of Violence. He talks about this. Some of those are like, man attacks yeah. a police officer with a toaster, but yeah. they don't consider it a, a toaster. So that goes into the, to the yeah. unarmed. Uh,
0: Tra- trying to take the police officer's weapon. Well, you are unarmed. Yes, correct. That, so
1: those But things, there's a justified reason to do right. that. Right. So, so those things. So one of the things. So I asked my neighbor that. Oh, actually, you sit at my house. The woman. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. won't say which side. I asked my neighbor that, and uh, she said. I said, how many unarmed black men were killed by the police in whatever, you know, 2019? She said 22,500.
0: Yeah. There was, I actually don't have it for this one, but in previous podcasts, we've covered it, where literally the, the very liberal people will think over 10,000. Right. And it's like, wow. Okay, so yeah. you can
1: kind of understand if you think that there's a massacre of black people by yeah. police, like you can kind of be like, oh my God, like, holy moly, we have to do something about this. But that's because those beliefs themselves aren't tethered to reality because there's been no, like this, there's been nothing on the other side. Yeah. Like the Martin uh, Lewis's 1999, the green delusion. There's nothing showing
0: what. And this, this comes down to Frederick Hayek's. Uh, Again, I keep bringing up, but it's the most salient observation about propaganda and totalitarianism. And it's, Literally, he's like, look, we, we in, a, in a democratic society, cause I mean, you know, he's living in England at the time, he's like, look, there's propaganda everywhere, but it's pulling in all different directions. You know, you get to hear opposite views, and so you get to weigh up the information they're giving you, and you realise that there's probably truth in both positions. So you're not radicalised in a certain direction. The problem with totalitarian societies is that the narratives, the propaganda, all goes in one direction. And so you don't know that there is not actually a disagreement.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the con- what we're seeing the, here. The consequence of not... Of, of a lack is diversity 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 mm. the consequence of a lack of intellectual diversity is that people become more Confident that the beliefs they have are true because they're never introduced to other beliefs Absolutely. So I've probably asked I go around the world and I speak to people when I speak to colleges I always ask how many gender studies people here. Yeah, and I invariably get people who raise their hand how many people have read? Martha Nussbaum's critique of Judith Butler. Not a single person. So in other words, Martha Nussbaum is a famous philosopher. Judith yeah. Butler is a famous gender theorist. And so you can't say, oh, well, she's not a, mon- you know, she- this is a man, or you can't. No, it's two women having a discussion about yeah, right. feminism. So. I think it, this is such an alien notion, but it's so important for everybody listening to understand this. The point is to replicate the ideology, mm. and to in order to replicate the ideology, you can't have any other mm. anything that contradicts that that comes in.
0: And and the the, the trick they use isn't to lie either. Uh, they'll 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 say things that are true, but what they'll do is omit things that right. are also true right. that show that it's not a black and white issue. It's actually much more nuanced and much more complicated. And this is deliberately done. It's a filtering mechanism. It's literally just filtering out things until you get the very narrow but very strong beam of ideology Correct. that is uh, put into people's minds. Right. And so, yeah, th- this is th- and this is why, like, literally, just Americans are just totally ill-informed about the very state, the very, the very foundational nature of their own country. Like, if we go to the next one, right? This is this is uh, based on race, right? So, forty-five percent of white people agree that they lived in peace and harmony. Okay, fine, you know. Half of those are gonna be liberals, fair enough, you know. We know a lot of conservatives do, but that's better. But 75% of black people in America are convinced that the Native Americans are just sat around love, you know, hugging each other, you know, kissing each other on the cheek. It's just mental. It's absolutely yeah. mental, right? We go to education level. Now, this I found interesting, right? If you go to the next one. High school or equivalent, 66% thought that. Some college or associates degree, 68% thought that. But bachelor's and graduate professional degree, only 50%. So those people who are actually very well educated mm. are like, well, no, the history doesn't show that. Those people who are educated, but not overly educated, have been given half of the information that they need. Okay, A little so knowledge this, is a dangerous thing. This,
1: if, you, if, you, if we get more granular on this, I think one of the reasons for this is exactly because you get a larger dosage of this in... In, what Do you call primary school here K through twelve? Yeah, pri- you, yeah, primary school. Yeah, primary school. So you get a larger dosage of this in primary school. Or secondary Just, school. As school. a quick anecdotal example, mm. my daughter was learning about gentrification in school, mm. and they weren't teaching the other side of
0: gentrification.
1: They were only teaching that gentrification was a bad thing.
0: Yeah, and so this, this, as you can see, like it's not, it's, it's people who are not um, at the very upper echelons of the educational system, but also. How do you think this uh, compares by age? Mm. You go to the next one, John. 71% of Zoomers, people under 25, think the Native Americans just lived in the Garden of Eden. The millennials, 65%. Gen X, my generation, our generation, 57%. But at least 41% of the boomers, like 60% of the boomers, like, well, no. <laughs> right, right. right, right. <laughs> you know, because and so, I mean, this to me just shows you the sort of capture of the educational system, Right.
1: Yeah, and so you know the other thing that's really heartbreaking about this is you're your credentialing pre- people, you give them the imprimatur of some kind of legitimacy and their degrees just don't mean what they think that they mean. No. And you're doing people a disservice.
0: The the degree becomes like a signifier of ideological conformity.
1: Right. It's like a, right. it's like an ID that's, card for the party, so right? That's so good. That's so good. it's
0: you know like in the Soviet Union, yeah. it doesn't become a measure of expertise and like, they, they, in, during Brexit, right, there was a, an interview with a chap called Michael Gove who is a conservative politician, quote-unquote. Uh, and he was on this, uh, like, an interview show, and uh, the, the the person who was obviously very pro-Remain mm. was like, well, all of the experts say, and Michael Gove was like, well, I think people have had enough of experts. And everyone was like, oh, you can't say that. And the, everyone laughed at him, and it's like, no, 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 we are. We have had enough of experts. Because, like you say, your expertise is not the expertise you think it is. Right. There are things outside of your expertise that you've not deliberately
1: omitted, but you're blind to. So, so here's the you know? problem. So we don't trust, at least in the United States, we don't trust our institutions. Nope. We don't trust no, we the don't media. Either. They have lied to us about we, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, the same, Hunter same Biden copy. laptop.
1: We don't We don't trust our academies. But the fact of the matter is we, we need some, there is something legitimate called expertise, but yep. we don't trust that the people who are credentialed have that expertise.
0: A lot of the time they don't. So we, then
1: uh, we're, we're in some kind of a soup or an epistemic <laughs> chowder where we don't know what to pick out. We don't know yeah. how to, and, and, and the consequence in aggregate of that is nobody trusts our institution. There's a legitimacy crisis.
0: And but also any of the people in this institution, you can't be sure that they weren't in some way a beneficiary of an affirmative action program. That's the You other can't problem. be sure that. I mean, there have been since the days of Thomas Sowell. But as we were talking about in the in the in the cafe earlier, we know that there are people who. Rig the results based on yeah. race. We right. know that this happens and so no one's that that undermines literally everyone's right. qualifications
1: and and the, so that's an equity based solution Yes, yeah. so an equity based solution is trying to fix things on the back end as opposed to what I'm for And my guess is what you're for is an equality based solution is to give everyone for example access to a public education of the first rate as instead of trying to trying to say, oh well, we need what Heather McDonald calls proportional representation from the Manhattan Institute, we need African American I would say African Americans, blacks, or a certain percentage of the population in uh, in the UK. Say I don't know what is it, is eight,
0: four uh, for what for blacks three percent.
1: I, I have no idea three. 3%. Okay, so uh, so that three percent should be proportionally represented across the board.
0: See, I'm I'm actually a bit more um, meritocratic about it to be honest. Um, I I. I'm actually not very bothered about the amount of representation. It, for me, it's the process. Right? No, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's, yeah. So that's that's a non-equity-based solution. Yeah. So an equity-based solution is that you would say, we need proportional representation, yeah, yeah. and thus we need to jerry-rig the system yeah, yeah, to achieve that.
0: They need to literally just be picked, correct? Uh, chosen, rather than... E- e- even
1: if it. they're not qualified.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then Doesn't the
1: consequence be- of that in aggregate is then we have what Habermas calls a legitimation crisis. We yeah. just have a crisis of legitimacy because we don't know if the people flying the planes are operating on us or
0: what well, have that's, you. That's where it goes, isn't it? Because, okay, it begins in a crisis of legitimacy, but the system can probably endure, you know, a certain percentage of illegitimacy, but then you start getting just failing services. Things mm. just stop working mm. because the people who man them actually are not qualified to do what they're supposed to Correct. do. And when that starts getting to say, airplanes or trains or whatever, and things start coming off the rails, falling out of the sky, right. that's when we're really going to learn the hard lesson of why these standards yeah. were important.
1: And frankly, I don't even know if we'll learn. Because the, well, the, yeah. the, the consequence well, yeah. of this should not, if you point this out, the consequence should not be you're a bigot. The consequence of this and should And that's be the smallest
0: be- consequence. It could be you're fired, you're ostracized right. from society. Right. You know, but right. anyway, sorry. Well, no, I mean,
1: j- yeah. just if, if, if... Like an equity-based solution, and I think this is so important, is... For example, if women have been underrepresented on boards, you say, okay, so women have been underrepresented on boards, so now we're going to have proportional representation of 50%. Well, then you won't trust that the women who are on
0: the boards, yeah. so you won't trust the institution. But moreover, you won't trust the men either, right? Because Explain why. Because if you think, uh, think like Wolf of Wall Street stuff, right? Yeah. The, 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 the steely-eyed Machiavellian, yeah. who gets to the sort of top of a corporate boardroom, right, those sort of people are probably going to be selected against. Mm. It's going to be compliant, oh, yeah. ideological, soft. The, yeah. the the men who otherwise would have lost in a ruthless dog-eat-dog world mm. are like, no, no, I agree with feminism, I agree. Yeah, but you're also not very competent, which is why you're not the ruthless capitalist yeah, yeah. who's out-competing. So the even the, even the men who are there... Are obviously weak and compliant yeah. with this system, which is why they comply with it. Which is why they ended up being the other fifty percent. Can I swear on your show? No.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there's a <laughs> there's something called the sneaky F. Yes, cats ads. Uh, that yeah, famous no, it, formulation. It, 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 yeah, well, he might have popularized it, but it preceded him. But the the yeah. idea is that in in among primates. It's hard to say this without... Uh, I I, I think everyone knows who you're going to. Okay, that's
0: it. But but that's the point, isn't it? So it doesn't just delegitimize the people who are being selected for, it also delegitimizes those people who have been selected against. And so it's the whole system, like you say, the crisis of legitimacy, and also the people at the top are just not going to be competent. You're not going to have the steely-eyed realist who's like, no, we just have to make cuts here, here, and here. You're going to get the weak like, you know, no backbone fawning simp who's going to be like, well, I don't know. Let's just hope something, you know, that, no, you need to make a hard decision mm. now and you don't have the balls to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the, the whole thing, the whole thing is terrible. Right. Um, and just, uh, so let's, let's just quickly tell you what the truth of this is. Let's go to a uh, noted radical racist blog, uh, scientific American who said, quote, uh, contra leftist anthropologists who celebrate the noble savage, uh, Quantitative body counts such as the proportion of prehistoric skeletons with axe marks and embedded arrowheads or the proportion of men in a contemporary foraging tribe who die at the hands of other men suggest that pre-state societies were far more violent than our own. How could Scientific American print this? Uh, go to... Not- the date. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The date. Yes. In 2010, when the telos, the telos of Scientific American was truth rather than progress, right? Uh, if we go to the next one, a noted far-right blog Wikipedia... can tell us all about the Incan Empire, how they conquered all of their neighbours through savage warfare. Uh, We can also go to the Aztecs, again, noted far-right blog, uh, Wikipedia. I haven't got this one on there. But the uh, the Aztec flower wars were literally ritual wars they fought every year to capture people, to sacrifice, to make sure that the sun would rise the next day. That's literally what they did. But you might be like, yeah, but that's just South America for some reason. They're different. What about those in North America? Sorry, these are the flower wars, as you can see. Again, just far-right blog. It's terrible yeah so i
1: can i linger on this for a second yeah, so sure. when we did our event at portland state one of the things that we did is we looked at a progressive style guide oh, yes. and they wouldn't term it was disallowed yeah. to term this witchcraft or sorcery or um really was the, yeah, yeah yeah what was the other word they use um folklore or what have you and so that and that's what you know Dawkins and others yeah. are, and Jerry Coyne are fighting against with the Maori hmm. you know they want kind of Maori ways of knowing as if these are equivalent yeah. to science yeah well
0: there's a long discussion to be had there um, but we won't have it now but uh, but this the, you can see the point uh, they had a proud warrior tradition you can only have a proud warrior tradition if you engage in war and they engage war all the time because it was an empire empires are conquered they aren't just given. Anyway, let's. you might be like, okay, but that's the, the Central Americans. They are, for some reason, uniquely barbarous. The North Americans aren't like that, are they? Uh, no, they are, actually. I mean, this comes from uh, Canada.ca. Oh, the Canadian government. This is their little uh, website talking about the history of military affairs in North America. And uh, these people used to... Just wage war all the time. Yeah. War played a multifaceted role and was waged for many different reasons. Some conflicts were waged for economic and political goals, such as gaining access to resource or territory, exacting tribute from another nation, or controlling trade routes. Wow, it's really... Because that's that's weird, because that's like every other place on Earth. Literally every other place on Earth. And just a, a
1: data point in case people question you or question me and want to look for themselves, If the first slide that... He put up showed uh, a link to Stephen Pinker. I assume it was Stephen Pinker's Better Angels, where he documents this in detail. Yes. So society, the moral arc has been bending towards justice, and society is becoming more peaceful uh, and less warlike.
0: I mean, like Hobbes is not wrong that when men don't have a power to overawe them all, there's a lot more violence. That's right. Like I like I I'm much more on the Hobbesian side of that. Yeah, nasty, brutish, short. short. Yeah, there's no no question of it, right? And the Native Americans actually show this, and like uh, like uh, the Scientific American article pointed out, right. we have the numbers actually, and that's the point. That's why we institute governments among men to maintain the peace. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, why we do li- it.
1: lying. In spite of what the postmodernists would say, lying about something doesn't change it.
0: No, no. And there's
1: uh, Orwell again: he who controls the present controls the past. But yeah,
0: it's all true. Right it's all absolutely true uh, the, the final thing it's just the thing that I want to tack on at the end of this not sp- strictly uh, related but if you can click on it oh, this is yeah, a yeah. poll in the UK it's not just America where people are totally out of touch you can just bring this up right this is the uh, and we've done these for, before for America because I mean Americans believe that like 30% of the country is transgender and stuff like this and it's just like okay, that's wild uh, we've got the same problem in Britain because of course the media is constantly misrepresenting reality right I mean in Britain they think 5% of people are transgender
1: I'm going, to pick, I'm going to pick a bone with this. I don't Good. see the citation here, but according to Jason D. Hill, the philosopher, yeah. uh, and it's been um, um, Abigail Schreier, Deborah So and others, the, the reality of trans people is 0.06. That's before the contagion. Oh right, yeah. So I I have a little bone to pick, but yeah. I agree with the the sentiment of this.
0: To be honest with you, I think it's probably lower than that. Than
1: point zero six.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, I just don't see. Well, know, well,
1: now like, there are entire counties, literally counties and school districts in which mm, fifteen to twenty percent of people are uh, identifying as identifying yeah, exactly as. because right. it's
0: cool and fashionable, and they okay. know they'll get special treatment.
1: So yeah. let's just. Very brief rabbit hole. Once mm. you identify as that, that when you go to seek help, you have gender affirming. Not mm. questioning, but mm. affirming. So we affirm that, and the next natural consequence yeah. is chest binding.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've got all of this in Britain. Okay. The Tavistock Center. So It's been a, a long, a long time. That's thing.
1: largely yeah. an American export. Largely. So completely.
0: Completely. completely. Yeah. And it's obvious nonsense. Children shouldn't be encouraged to do this. Uh, They shouldn't be encouraged to make any kind of major decision for themselves. Not only
1: They shouldn't be allowed.
0: Yeah, it should be forbidden, obviously. Um, But, like, I I tell you, as a parent, as you might... I've just come to the conclusion that children just need less freedom. Honestly, they don't need freedom. They need proper structure and order and rules they'll understand. Predictability is what children need. They need to know that tomorrow the sun's going to rise, the rules will be as they are, and they have got a space to move within between certain boundaries, and that's what makes them secure and happy.
1: And they need the tools to To live better lives, yep. and they need to be told that because, c- without going down the trans rabbit hole too much, that uh, most of these kids are gay. Most of these kids are autistic. Sure. You know, I have yep. two two, yep. two two gay kids myself. Yep. Uh, th- two two of two, <laughs> um, and so you're fine just the way you are. Yep. You don't need to undergo a surgical procedure. Yep. You're if you if you're uh, if you're a young man, if your kid likes other young men or likes to play with dolls or wear dresses, he's fine. You can love him just the way he is. That does not in any way mean that that there should be some kind of what Abigail Schreier calls irreversible damage.
0: And what's important as well is that a lot of people change, right? There, there There are, you know... As many ex-gays as there are gays. Yeah, over
1: right? 90% of, of, of kids grow out of this after puberty. E- exactly. So and they, or if not, they don't want surgery, but they're autogonophilic. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, it, like, this is not like a, oh, you, at 17, you thought you were gay? Right, you're gay forever, and you can't change. No, people change all the time. And, you know, it would be better for them to go on their own journey. This is right? the
1: one of the largest scandals that we face right now.
0: I tell you, this is going to age like uh, trepanation and lobotomies. Right. Right, this is going to be in 100 years something like I can't believe they used to chop off people.
1: Yeah, I can't believe they drilled skull, skull exactly. holes in people's skulls. Yeah, it, yeah. It,
0: it, it's going to be like this was wild. And it, yep, yep, it absolutely is. Yep. Uh, moving on, let's go on to the next thing to talk about today. The most important wow. topic in Britain women and their genitals. <laughs> Peter, I have a question for you. This is going to be a more fun segment. How, what, what, what percentage of women would you estimate have a penis?
1: <laughs> god it's a good thing this is not a trick question uh, zero
0: right well most of our political class disagrees with you yeah right and uh, we'll get into exactly why i mean you know exactly why, which is why you're on the show but um but i wanted to uh because obviously you're you're from america so you probably aren't aware that uh the 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 social the woke capture of our politicians is so far gone right. at this point again when we were uh giving uh, you know the this the the talks in portland and we were like look this is coming it's shocking how quickly 5 mm-hmm. years this has taken to take over our entire political class right and just just as a, a quick pause mm. on that uh, lest anybody think it's just
1: in the Anglo sphere it's not it's, no, it's exactly the world. I, right. I just wrote the forward to Rajiv Malhotra's book mm. Snakes in the Ganga where he talks about um Woke wokeism as a neo-colonial export that's yes. going to Indian institutions. So mm-hmm. it's not just a, a oh, yeah. UK thing, and yeah. it's not just in the Anglo sphere. It's a worldwide thing.
0: I mean, ye- years ago, I would um I would be like, look, actually, men probably do have rights because they're human beings. Yeah. Uh, right, so right. I was approaching, you know, from the liberal perspective, actually, men deserve a bit of consideration. And there are a lot of Indians who are like, we are right. getting th- hammered right.
1: over here. I, I so mm-hmm. I just want to say something that's really important wokeism can work in any language Mm -hmm. but english is the language of wokeism and so real quick because this is so so important so the way that wokeism works there's only one way it works it works by having a dual meaning of a word yes inclusion diversity equity equity racism racism anti-racism right sexism and so what happens when when wokeism attempts to colonize or neo-colonize, whatever phrase you want to use, metastasize into another culture, it does so by use of English words. Mm. And so that's why you'll see, you can see videos of like- uh, X, y- Yeah, uh, or y- you can see videos in India of someone speaking, I don't speak any Indian languages, but you know, Punjab, whatever what, what, exactly. Punjab or what yeah, whatever, right. Hindi, and then brr, equity, brr, yeah. So be, because so for example diversity means intellectual homogeneity yeah. inclusion means creating a space where people feel welcome and if people say anything that could make other fe- people that feel means welcome, erecting a boundary. it's not inclusion it's not inclusion so inclusion means restricting speech but you well, can't
0: no, it, it also means specifically exclusion it creates it, it it exclusion in, right in creating a boundary. but
1: you can't yeah. you those only the primary meaning of a word translates that's how wokeism mm. spreads in another culture
0: yeah and and just to be clear uh, in um, Mapping the Margins, Kimberly Crenshaw is explicit yeah. about this. Yeah. Like, I, like, I've done videos about this where she's explicit. We're literally going to, I mean, racism is a great example where most people view racism as an, an intention, right? You have looked at that guy and said, no, I don't like him because he's black or because he's Jewish or whatever. Right. And so you've discriminated against him. But they, so that that is not the same as looking at an outcome, two different outcomes and say, well, that's racism as well. These must be two different things. And yet they've expanded the definition of racism to mean both things. Right. Because if you're if you're having a fair process, if people are diverse, if they're not all the same, then you will end up with different outcomes for Correct. different kinds of groups. You must, if they're going through a fair process. It has to be an unfair process to get the same result across the board no matter what it is you're doing literally anything and right? we, we we know but racism is used for both of those things so they've included the antonym of the word correct to get correct to get to the uh, to the position they want and so you're you're outflanked no matter where you move
1: well yeah that's the that's Robin DiAngelo's Kafka trap I Precisely. say I say you're a racist you say no I'm not I say that's proof of your racism but why doesn't that work yeah. with rhinoceroses great question you're a rhinoceros no I'm not that's proof that you're a rhinoceros great
0: question you or know, only like Andrew Doyle's demon.
1: new book, yeah. he talks about the Salem Witch yeah. Trials and yeah. how it's there. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, it, and it's it's a it is a clever rhetorical trap as well. You know, they they've worked very hard. I mean, they, people don't realize that this has been brewing in academia for like fifty years. Yeah. You know, this has been going on for a very long time.
1: And Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay write about that in cynical theories. Yep. It comes from the French intellectuals.
0: Uh, it comes from the French intellectuals being filtered through American legal Correct. academia. Yeah, yeah, Derrick Bell, yeah.
1: Harvard, and and the. Uh, that's the the key thing. That's why, th- from our previous segment, where people get those ideas, we know where they get them. Yeah. This is not a mystery.
0: No, no, we've read all the texts. Right. Like I've done a series on this website right. about all of these texts. In fact, not only do we know, they're not only are they
1: not trying to hide it, they're screaming about it from the rooftops. Yeah. Kim- they're demanding the books be institutionalized.
0: Kimberly Crenshaw goes on debates and podcasts and talks uh, correct, about it. She's she's the person who coined the term right. intersectionality. Yes, you know she's one of the key movers of this. Anyway, so. Uh, before we move on, right, again, if you want to support us, go to the website. I'm telling you, liberalism is a universal acid, and it's because of Martha Nussbaum being unable to defeat the comprehensive liberals which is what I go through because I'm going through Claire Chambers a 2008 essay where she's critiquing Martha Nussbaum's uh, Rawlsian political position and they're like oh we should have limited liberalism but um, uh, you and I have talked about that we we have because yeah. the the liberal the, the political liberal is just basically outflanked mm. and has to admit they're not a real liberal and but liberalism is a is a term that at least in 2008 had a great deal of shine on it you know, it was very respectable thing, to be a liberal, uh, and therefore to be a comprehensive liberal was to be a better liberal. Mm. And I'll, I'll let you go and figure out, uh, look, look, go and list it and see why. But I'm telling you, man, liberalism is essentially going to be continually one-upped without conservatism. If you're not a conservative and a liberal, you will end up having liberalism as this universal asset that destroys all of our institutions, all of our social institutions, like being a man, being a woman. And this is why the British political class is in the position it's in now. So let's begin with Ed Balls the former Labour Secretary of State and current daytime TV host, speaking to Kathleen Stock. Let's just watch this. It's just mad. Your sexual reproduction depends on us recognising males... And women Are you saying to somebody who transitions that? that they're not a woman? I don't go up to them and say that. But you are saying that. I, I'm happy to, yes, I, yeah. if in general I am. Because do you understand that that, that, that is the thing which makes people feel as though the yeah, debate is I understand polarized. that, but I also some understand people that say people like, you really understand Some people position. say they can't be a woman, and actually most people in the middle think, well, actually... Well, how do you know what most people in the middle think, Ed? Have you polled them? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think that um, I do know what most people think. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you I've, think I'm wrong? Well, I think if you look at the polling on this, people
1: it depends on how you phrase the question. If you ask, can a woman have a penis, most people
0: say no. Yeah, but I agree with that. Ed Balls is a great example of someone who thinks that men can be women. With an, unfor- an unfortunate
1: women. name.
0: Yeah, men can be women. Uh, again, he was a former Secretary of State, currently daytime TV host on the most popular morning show in Britain, and he's there going, yeah, well, I mean, anyone can become a woman.
1: No. I wonder if he'd sleep with someone who claims they're a woman.
0: Well, I'm sure he said, well, I'm married,
1: you know, uh.
0: I can't, uh, but, uh, but you can see he's not really thought his position through. And what I love is that people on Twitter started noticing, just look how scared he looks. We can go to the next one, John. Uh, you see that like the, there's a kind of sweaty fear about mm-hmm. him, Like he's like, hang on a second. Yeah. You know,
1: my, my uh, supposition is that's what happens when people know they're not being honest.
0: I think it's also when they know that they're actually in the crosshairs of a sniper, which is the Twitter mob. That will get you canceled if you do not toe the party line. Yeah. Right. I think he knows he doesn't, he, he knows he doesn't know the subject. He knows what the political thing is. I can assure you, I just
1: had dinner with Kathleen the other night. I can assure you she knows the subject. Oh, absolutely. She's well published yeah. in the subject. Oh, she's also uh, <laughs> with me, a founding faculty fellow at the University of Austin. Right, right. We've had a lot of conversations right. uh, with her. And so he is clearly going up against someone <laughs> yeah. that, right?
0: But I love, I loved her little response there. He's like, well, I think I do know. And she's like, I can see that. Right. <laughs> and yeah. those are very, very funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you can see just how nervous he is. And so sometimes you just get Labour MPs, and the Labour of the left-wing party in this girl, one of the left-wing parties, and you just get literally statements like this. Elected politician. J.K. Rowling's wrong. A woman can have a penis, because J.K. Rowling had said women can't have penises. <laughs>
1: It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's 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 both a mass delusion and a cultural derangement.
0: It's I mean, you've seen uh, have you seen um, what was that uh, Chernobyl series? Did you watch that? No. Right, there's a series called Chernobyl, and on Netflix, and it's really really good because it's uh, a, a sort of four part docudrama about the Chernobyl explosion. Right, and a one part. Uh, they send people up onto the roof to see what's happened after the explosion, and there's graphene or whatever it is all over the place, right? And obviously this is like the core in the, you know, in the reactor. It can never be outside the reactor. And so he goes down and goes, there's, there's graphite on the, on the roof. And there's like, no, there's not. It's like, no, no, there is. And it's like, no, there's not. Go check again. You're wrong. You know, because ideologically, the Soviet apparatus wouldn't accept this. You know, so, and, they, and they do a good job of explaining the socialist mindset. You know, no, we define reality. Right. You have to figure out how to match that. That's where this is. You know, a woman can have a penis. Okay, Stella, noted genius. Uh, so what percentage of women have penises? That's the question. God, you say you zero. Know, this is just that's one controversial you know, position. I, like I said, this is
1: so stupid. Like <laughs> I, I I mean it really, it's just so stupid, yet it's domin- know, like it dominates the discussion in America. The Supreme Court justice, she doesn't know what a woman is nobody knows. Yeah. I'm not a All biologist, was- no one knows. I mean, this is so idiotic. That's yeah. why I think this
0: is inherently unsustainable. Because I think People know they're lying. True, but like communist China has been going for, you know, 70 years, 80 mm. years now. Soviet Union lasted about the same amount of time. This can yeah, go on for but generations. We,
1: we have, well, maybe the, I was going to say we have mechanisms, but maybe the same mechanisms that we have mm. keep people espousing things that they clearly know are false.
0: Maybe, but... Uh, None of these people seem to have paid the price for saying things that are just demonstrably untrue. But again, like, like I said, you know, yeah, you, you not,
1: say 0%. Not, not, not only have they not paid the price, people who have pe- the people who have paid the price are the people who have said things that are true. That's, that's absolutely true. Those are the people true. who have to- paid the price.
0: That's absolutely true. They're, they are the people who are paying the price for telling the truth. So you, you say 0%. Well, Keir Starmer says 0.1%. Uh, the leader of the Labour Party, going to be our next Prime Minister, earlier this year was like, well, 99.9% of women don't have a penis. But of course, that leaves the 0.1 who do. Mm. So, 0.1 of women have a penis, according to our future prime minister. Um, and he, of course, he says, "Of course, 99 percent don't." It's like, but so they, is is the
1: is the reason that people think this is important? Is because if you have a penis, then <laughs> you can me saying you this can makes go me, into the women's conference. Well, yeah, yeah, you can participate in women's sports. Yep. You can. So the so the reason that this is important is because we're predicating public policy upon it. Yes. Is that the yeah. idea? Yeah. Okay.
0: Absolutely. This this is informing who can use what spaces, and women are like, hang on a second. We actually want spaces for women only.
1: Yeah, uh, which
0: is totally appropriate. Hundred percent. You know,
1: Constantine Kissin had a great tweet. He said, "My buddy said something something to the extent of someone should do a study of once why is it that once a man is convicted of a crime, um, there's something about the inside of a courtroom that turns him into a woman."
0: Great question. Right, because we saw this, this, this happened in Scotland with uh, Nicola Sturgeon, uh, probably the result of the, why she, Nicola Sturgeon was the leader of the Scottish National yeah, yeah. Party of the First Minister of Scotland, she thought that women could have penises, and it destroyed her career because uh, a rapist was like, I'm a woman, put me in the woman's prison, and she basically got grilled on, I forgot to include it in this segment actually, she got grilled and it was a massive embarrassment and she stepped down. Uh, and it's like, right, okay, So that's, that's one party leader's career. It's but how could that be if we were constantly assured that would never happen? I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't know. This is a complete mystery. So
0: anyway, let's, let's move on. That was Labour and then the SNP. And then this is the Liberal Democrat leader. Let's watch.
1: I think we need to manage this and think about it and debate it with a bit more maturity
0: and a bit more compassion. Well, that's what Sir Keir Starmer once said to me. And he never did answer the question, can a woman have a penis? Well, I've just answered that question. They can.
1: Um listen, I've made it really clear that if people um uh, the vast majority of people will have the same gender as their biological sex, but a small number
0: won't. So a woman can have a penis.
1: Well, quite clearly. <laughs>
0: clearly, Peter. Clearly a woman
1: well, can have a penis. Well, I I will say when when we see things like this, when someone doesn't obfuscate, we should thank them for being honest.
0: Absolutely. But uh, what you can love what what I love about this is that He's clearly using a set of rational precepts, right? right and right. so he, what he's saying, when he says clearly, he's not saying, I have met a woman with a penis. He's saying, I can logically deduce from the right, premises right. that we're using that given if what I've said is true, we, you know, literally through the syllogism of it, mm. we have to arrive at the fact that a woman can have a penis. Right. Which everyone is like, obviously that's nonsense, mate. Right. Obviously, everyone knows that's nonsense from personal experience. But because he's using a form of logic that is total nonsense... He has, I mean, literally, imagine him saying, clearly, clearly they can have a penis. Mad. Anyway, don't ask them what a woman is, though. The previous leader of the Liberal Democrats in 2019 was asked about this. And this uh, is a quick cl- clip. Look at the fear on her face there. right? Because <laughs> a caller just phoned in and was like, could you define woman for me? And uh, it went as well as you might expect. Let's watch. Uh, so please, can you tell me what a woman is?
1: Um well She's I, I know I'm a woman and uh, uh and I think we we do we, we know uh what what we are and I think all women are um important and their rights need to be protected.
0: So how, how can you tell what a woman is?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm just sort of trying to understand, you know, what you're getting at. I think she's I off think know um, when Toss we like. engage with each other, when you know we know if we are a woman, right? And I, you know, I can yeah. tell you that I am right. So, um, and and you know, we're not going to, you know, start a scenario where we go right. and you know perform inspections on people, are we? Okay, so I just want to come in, so. I can tell you... I, what did she say? I can assure you I am. Yeah, how? So, she, yeah, so how? And what if someone else says is, she, she isn't, but... I disagree. I don't think she's a woman. I, neither do I, neither yeah, do
0: I. I just don't believe her.
1: Yeah. Now what? what? What objective standard are you going to uh, use right. to prove? But the fact that she's... <laughs> so evidently it's someone's <laughs> alleged alleged uh, feelings of self-identity that mm. that make that the case. But notice the difference in the second reaction in the first. The second reaction, she was obfuscating and people it is completely justified to go after that. But in the first one, and I'm not talking about the, the the arguments necessarily, but there will be some people who will obfuscate, and there are some people who shouldn't. And we should always hold the people, yeah. hold everybody's argument to, to to account. Obviously, but we should hold the individuals who obfuscate like her to task. Yeah,
0: and and, and like you said, we should be very thankful to the uh, chair of the liberal Dem- uh, the leader of the liberal democrats. It's just like well, clearly they can Well, okay. yeah, just say it. Just right. say it. You yeah. know,
1: I, I we feel, know you think I, I feel the same way about jihadis who want to kill. Yeah. Uh, uh, apostates or, or blasphemers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kill a, a woman who's committed? Suicide? I do. Okay. Yeah. There's a man you can have a conversation. Exactly.
0: About. I'm not having a conversation with those people. And, right. But things for, for Joe Swinson there, I actually feel kind of bad for it because I think she genuinely didn't have an answer. Like you could see the confusion in well, her face. Well, then she should say, I don't know. Right? Yeah, Exactly. But that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. What's well, a woman? I don't know. What are you? Well, it's, how be- are you it's better it? than what she did there. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. but still that's humiliating. Absolutely humiliating.
1: Well, I, Okay, my take on that would be it would be humiliating because she wasn't honest.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Whereas the other guy, well, he's both.
1: probably just delusional.
0: Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's both, right. but it's still humiliating yeah, in the way. Right. But, I mean, there are there are some people who disagree in the left at this point, and they call them TERFs, uh, such as the chair of the Labour Party here, uh, Annalise Dobbs, and uh, this is her opinion. Uh, let me ask you about it, Davey, before you go. Do you agree with him that um, he says that quite clearly women can have a penis? Well, I'm a woman and, you know, it's rather early in the morning to be talking about penises, frankly, Kay, but, you know, I, I do not have one. Uh, and ultimately, when we look at sex and biology, which is, I think, how most people would look at these issues, you know, of course, women do not have a penis. You know, there are people who've gone through gender reassignment. Uh, So there's trans women, they've changed their gender, but sex is not the same as gender. And I think it's important that we keep the two separate. Right. So you can see. There's
1: an honest. Okay. So I just want to say, this is really important. She's on the left, right? She is on the left. Okay. Go back if you might. Okay. So one of the reasons that this is important is I personally do not view this as a right left issue.
0: No, it's an honesty issue.
1: That's an honesty <laughs> issue. And I don't know if you've seen, they're pretty ghastly. And so I haven't tweeted them on or promoted them, but I don't know if you've seen the surgeries of people. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, for, any, for anyone wondering, I'm actually, I'm preparing a premium podcast, because I don't dare put it out All right. outside of the paywall, right. because it it's horrific. Yeah, it is ghastly. It's, it's just... And and still,
1: those humps of non-working flesh are not penises.
0: No. And the inverted penis is not a vagina.
1: Right. Um I hate to tell you,
0: you know. Um but the
1: but the point and and,
0: and 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 and
1: and I would still add, in fact, I would especially add that people who want to live that way should be in t- if you if if you if want you to live that, that way if you're above 18 yep. 18 or older and those, we can quote about what age, yeah I'd say
0: like mid-20s or something but it's fine okay, that's if, if, if you're an
1: adult that's fine we'll go with that you should be entitled to not be harassed you should be yeah, entitled yeah, yeah. to live your life yeah. any way you want but that's not what we're talking about yeah. here and I do not think that this is a right-left issue you cannot change your chromosomes I think yeah. that this is just an issue of being honest and being sincere uh, and you you can find lunatics on both sides of the political aisle. But it's
0: also really it's like a statement of ideological commitment, right? It's yeah. again like saying this is my ID card for the party, right. you know, because the party is saying this is the party line. You're going to believe that women can have penises.
1: Then I wouldn't want to be in that party. That's a party of deranged people. Well, oh, absolutely,
0: but it's Ingsoc, you know, it's this, yeah. it's the Soviet you know Union. It's that's what we're talking about. It's this yeah, yeah. ideological commitment to an orthodoxy that doesn't represent reality it's not tethered to reality and then yeah, yeah. and
1: just think about that for, for, for i don't r- really know your religious views but i'm an atheist we, we, yeah i am too obviously but so so we went from for millennium in which we pretended to know things we didn't know and now we're pretending not to know things literally everybody knows yes weird, it's an interesting it? switch in the last an few inversion. years yeah.
0: yeah very interesting um and i thought we'd just end this segment with uh, asking the activists how do they how do they feel about it? Can women have penises? Let's watch.
1: We love what? Girl, girl dick. We love
0: girl We love dick. what? Girl dick. You're a dick. You're a dick. The very sane people who are waving the trans pride flag uh, say quote we love girl dick. Wow. Very informed. Wow. Anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, So, DEI training... Whoa. Big fan of di training? I'm, I'm, st- I'm still
1: kind of recovering from how stupid that was. I think I've lost two IQ points as a result of this. Ah, that's
0: why I was inflicted. <laughs>
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's it's a shame. That's what's become of the West, right? It's, th- it's th- a shame. This is
0: literally the political dialogue yeah. in Britain at the moment. This is all very recent yeah, stuff. Don't,
1: don't talk about inflation. Don't yeah. talk about price of goods, yeah, Don't yeah. talk about the war in Ukraine. Don't, don't talk, talk about, about the consequences
0: about, of immigration. Don't talk about anything.
1: Right. Talk about all where the China China have energy f- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like have you know You know, 13 years ago, yeah. the conservatives and liberal Democrats came into a coalition in Britain. Britain. and they were asked are you going to build nuclear power plants and they were like no it'll take 10 years it's like yeah okay but I intend to be here in 10 years time. Yeah, yeah. I'd like super cheap energy that was yeah. super environmentally friendly and super productive yeah. and, and super look, safe
1: now look what's happening in Germany right uh, yeah,
0: exactly they're, right. They're, they've got to build coal plants and right. they're dependent on Russia and it's like yeah, and I, I
1: just had dinner with Bjorn Lonberg last night. If anybody doesn't know his work or Michael Schellenberger's work, mm-hmm. Apoc- Apocalypse Never is, is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, next story. Sorry. Anyway, just
0: just, just I, I will never stop saying nuclear power was the way to go, and we haven't. So just going to leave that there. Anyway, so DEI training across the West is uh, losing ground, actually, which is good news. Fortunately, yes. Yeah, very good news. Um, how do you feel about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training, Peter?
1: <laughs> uh, i i think i think it is truly i think it's a manifestation of the derangement syndrome i think it's another example of an idiotic thing these are offices searching for tasks that they, they and you know i have a lot extensive experiences you know with with being haunted by diversity boards why
0: don't, why don't you give people a quick summary of that, actually because people might not know
1: so i fought the orthodoxy at my institution portland state university and i was brought up on charges investigation after investigation i was accused of all manner of things and they don't have do you have the expression due process here
0: yeah of course it comes from here
1: oh sorry sorry (laughs) I never really know like how, your legal your
0: legal framework is English.
1: No, that I know, but I never really know if the terms in Anyway, so this corpus the, is 17th the, century. There's English. no I had no due process. I had I'm not familiar with English law, so I, well, I, I apologize for English. Just take
0: American law. American law is literally like English law from like the 18th century. Okay, so
1: due yeah. process is identical, the same. Yeah, of okay, course. so 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 there I had no due process. Uh, I was um, at least
0: in moral status. I mean, I don't know whether the actual Thing, but anyway Karen.
1: well that's that's what i said yeah. so i have I, I can't face my accusers yeah I no, can't. no of course yeah, we yeah. have
0: yeah all of these things are from english law.
1: yeah yeah no 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 that i know okay so so my my experience was these are mechanisms that people use to have a kind of ideological conformity even the threat yeah of being investigated has a silencing chill on yeah. the discourse
0: and that's the point of it Right. That's exactly the point. And you know, the institution is weighted against you. I mean, when I visited you, yeah. uh, you you'd been moved to the basement. Oh, that's right. It was this awful, humiliating office. I remember, I remember going into yeah. your office and thinking, "Well, they're treating you well, aren't they?" Yeah. You know, these people obviously singling you out and trying to get rid of you. Yeah, it was a, it was a
1: pretty um, it was a ho- horrific experience. But I I th- being constantly investigated uh, and, and being harassed, but it brought us. Context, it so it, 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 uh, it made me realize who, to a certain extent, my true friends were, all of the people who were still mouthpieces of the orthodoxy. Mm. The other thing that was really interesting about that is DEI offices, you never really know who believes what. Mm. And you don't know who believes mm. what because they've been really successful at creating a culture of fear. Mm. So... so if someone will come to you and whisper to you, but people will just be silent and nod because they don't want the yep. machine to come for them next.
0: And also, if if they were to be spotted, like whispering to you, then they would be informed upon, right. and they would fall it's under very, suspicion. It's very Stalinist. Uh, totally, it's completely Stalinist. Um, anyway, thank God these things. And for anyone who doesn't know, DI training is basically the woke formatting of the company through the HR department, right? And it's it's a it's the way that they have taken over. All of these companies, and this is one of the reasons why you're seeing all of the pride flags now because we're June, right? And now, pride flags forever. Well, these are going to be put up by the HR departments because of all these people have gone through DI training because they've been taught that it is good to right. do.
1: And if if people genuinely believe this, if corporations and companies genuinely believe this, then why don't they do that in the Middle East?
0: Why don't they do it every other day of the year? Yeah. Why do they need a special month? Right. You know exactly why don't they? Do- there are loads of loads of tells right. that show this is all very cynical. But uh, before we go on, if you want to support us, go over, sign up watch Connor's podcast daycare will destroy the West and I totally agree with this uh, daycare is bad for kids, for parents, for for mothers, for families right This is not good to have that you go off and work a job that is almost exclusively to pay for the daycare like daycare costs a fortune an absolute fortune. And my wife was like, okay, should I get a job and put the kids in daycare? I was like, well, how much do you think you're going to earn? Mm. And we tottered it up, and it was about as much as the daycare was going to cost.
1: You know why I put my kid in daycare? No. Why? I had a totally different reason for this. Uh, I put my kid in Chinese immersion daycare.
0: Oh, right. I don't know what that is.
1: Uh, they just speak Chinese to him. And, oh, right. And, so know. they learn Chinese. Yeah, my son has been in Chinese immersion since he's been three. Right. And that was the reason that we put him in daycare.
0: Okay, well, there's, that's like a practical reason. But for most people... It, uh, there's literally just we need to work and therefore we need yeah. to pay for daycare. Yeah. So okay, but... Well, they think, must think that
1: the calculus, they must just do the numbers. Sure. That, uh, uh, yeah.
0: it, it edges out right. just slightly. But the thing is, there, there are going to be loads of economic calculus. So look, if half the workforce is essentially, it, the workforce essentially doubled, then that's going to create a downward pressure on wages. And so one wage won't support two families anymore and things like this. And now I'm not yeah. an economist. You so know, I, but like,
1: I I wonder if a consequence of that is the you know um, johan Hari says that the opposite of um addiction is not sobriety it's community and Mm. i I think we've been losing a lot of our communities um and you know i know with myself it started off my grandparents helped raise me in massachusetts and my grandmother got sick and then i helped take care of her and so uh, I I wonder if we've lost the not just the nuclear family but the extended family yeah. of people who come in and help you. You mentioned your mother in law yeah, yeah. coming um, and helping with your kids.
0: Think think about like um, the sort of boomer mindset of I'm going to get make it on my own, right? I'm going to because when when my parents and I, I fell into this, like you move far away from your parents, yeah. right? And it's like, well, why the hell would you do that? Yeah. Like, that's creating a whole series of extra problems for you and taking away a bunch of support systems. And it's a totally Western thing, the English speaking world really suffers from this like the mediterranean world has got that sort of extended family structure right yeah. and it's it's genuinely something the english-speaking world kind of suffers I, from actually. i wonder
1: if that and i'm out of my depth here but i wonder if that manifests itself in homeless rates
0: homelessness oh it's quite possible that it does but anyway let's go go check that out because i think that is fair and a good a really good critique but anyway um Going back to it, so DI training again, something that's destroying the West or was until it started failing. Thank God. So I, I just you know went around and just looked for DI courses, and I found this. I mean, this guy uh, runs a DI course. Uh, it calls HR University, which is uh, one of the largest communities for HR professionals. Thousands of global members, five hundred companies around the world. Has been featured by Forbes, and so they've they've done like all sorts of major companies, right? And so this is the sort of thing. So. I mean, it's literally, if you go to the next one, it's, it's, like, I don't, it's, there's hardly any point going through because you know exactly what is going to be in here. So it's about inclusion and diversity. Equity. So we want to include everyone regardless of racial and ethnic diversity, gender diversity, age, religion, sexual orientation, diver, disability, blah, 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 blah. You know exactly what it is. And what it means is to break people down into individual categories and manage them in an actual framework. Because then literally you have a manager with a spreadsheet which literally divvies up, the races and genders and any other category that they choose in order to essentially micromanage an entire department and whatever. And so this is, I think, a very unnatural, anti-human way of doing things. Because now, people are essentially... Barriers have been put up between individuals. So they can't negotiate their own relationships with one another. Now they have to mediate it through a third party who has a particular ideological perspective. So this, again, it's very Soviet. Yeah. It, it demeans the
1: meritocracy as
0: well. Absolutely. But it means that you aren't in control of your own relationships. You have to mediate through an authority figure. So it becomes... This is the sort of Soviet way of breaking down the society. Yeah. You know, you, you have to go through the, the party. And... I really don't like it. And so they they've got these everywhere, right? Just so we'll just skip and move on, right? There's a massive industry worth billions. But it doesn't work.
1: Just doesn't work. It, doesn't. it not only does it not work, it it's opposite land.
0: Yeah, can we go to the next one, sorry. This is from the Atlantic uh, recently. And uh, just a piece. It just doesn't work, right? So in this piece I'm just going to quote from a few things, right? So uh, they say uh, a, New York, a recent New York Times op-ed by Jesse Singal uh, delved into the multi-billion dollar equity, diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion industry. While its adv- advocates ca- claim that diversity workshops can foster better intergroup relations, improve the retention of minority employees, close recruitment gaps, and so on, in practice there is little evidence that any of these initiatives work, and the type of diversity training that is currently in vogue uh, may well have a net negative effect. Put more simply, perhaps 15% of human beings are psychologically ill-suited to dealing with difference, and when DEI industry programming deliberately raises the salience of race in a given organization with the intention of urging anti-racism, the effect is to exacerbate differentism. So the more you highlight the differences, the more people feel estranged from one another. A deep body of scholarship across history, political science, and economics all broadly point towards the conclusion that increasing the salience of race can have harmful results. I mean, you're literally saying you're different to me. You're different to me. You're different to me. You're, to me. you're always... And it's... Well, how can that breed bondness and okay. bonds and togetherness? How can okay. it do that?
1: So here's the problem with this. Mm. So we briefly spoke about this, but it's worth talking about. Yeah. That clip that the, the woman kept saying, I don't care how much evidence you show me for trans, indifference in physical, yeah. trans women are women. They belong in women's sports.
0: That Emma Vigeland. Oh, you remember
1: that? Good. Yeah. yeah. So... The, the problem that I have with a lot of this stuff, and I think Connor's fantastic, I think Michael Schirmer, who tweeted this stuff out, is yep. fantastic, who's constantly trying to show that, like, look, this is the evidence. These people simply don't care about evidence. Yeah. Like, if they cared about evidence that they wouldn't think a woman has a penis, right? I mean, you can't
0: get any more... That's a great quote. If they cared about evidence, they wouldn't think a woman has a penis. That sums all of this up.
1: I guess I can just stop talking, though. yeah. But, but it's only a gotcha if someone buys into the system. Yes. It would be like me pulling out the Quran and being upset with you that you ate bacon today. Yeah. But you don't, you don't buy into the Quran, so that's not a gotcha for you. No. So people hold the trans ideology or participate in in the orbit of gender ideology precisely because they believe it's a moral thing to do and that morality is immune Hmm. to any kind of, they they don't formulate those beliefs on the basis of evidence. So there is no gotcha, there's no amount of evidence that you're gonna bring in to, for example, implicit bias training, no matter what it is, equity, diversity, inclusion,
0: belonging. And you know what the answer will always be from them. We're not doing it enough, and in fact, we'll get to that in a minute.
1: right? Yeah, because that's part, part, part and parcel of woke. Wokeism yeah. is that the more woke you are, the more you realize you cannot be woke enough. And it's any ideology,
0: really. You know, why is it failing? Well, we're not doing it hard enough. We need more of it. Right. More of it. It's always its own. And that's solution.
1: also that's also important to note that that's the the assumption of race of Robin D'Angelo and other oh, yeah. ultra mega bestseller, ultra mega oh, yeah. bestseller. The assumption is. It, it's not is racism present, but how did racism manifest itself? Yeah. So you that's your only lens through which you're looking at reality. So it's it's none of these things are going to move the needle. They're not gotchas no. because people don't buy into the system.
0: No, and, and that's exactly it. And so and and also like like I'm saying like it doesn't any failures are insufficient uh, amounts of. Uh, adherence to orthodoxy the failure right, isn't with the Orthodox okay so if i may yeah. give
1: a, a brief example Please. this is not my example this is helen pluck rose's right. example a fellow person on your island here who uh, lead author of cynical theories so there's a shopkeeper yeah and at the same the exact same time through this a single door a, 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 a white person comes into the shop and a black person comes into the shop who should the shopkeeper service first if the shopkeeper services the the black guy uh you say well you only sur- you only service the black guy because you thought he was going to steal stuff from the store, so that's racist. If the sh- shopkeeper serves the white guy, you say you, you only went to him first because he he was white. So no, it, the, the whole ideology is literally established with the assumption that there's racism, sexism, patriarchy, etc. Mm-hmm. embedded into the system. And so if you start with the assumption that racism is ever present, just how did it manifest? Well, of course you're, you're I mean, of course you're going to get to where we are.
0: Yeah. There's, no, there's no other place that you're right. going to end up. And I mean, they, in this, they just come to the conclusion, well, I think it's clear that the goal should be to reduce the salience of race and public debate and focus on direct objects of reducing poverty, making policing more accountable, improving schools, reducing air pollution, expanding health insurance coverage, and otherwise solving the big problems of American society. Yeah. That, there is that, but one of the problems that you have there is that you're going to have to put a burden of obligation on the people in the who who you're trying to help. As in, you want to improve public health. Well, okay, one thing is stop filling your face with Big Macs. That's mm.
1: part of that was never mentioned during the pandemic, by the way. No, of at least not. in the U.S.
0: No, well, do you, do you not remember the governor of California sat there do with chips? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So New York, I meant. Uh, he was the the New York governor was sat there with chips, uh, eating them, saying, Mm, this burger." Think of that when you're getting a vaccine. It's like, how is that? Right. Responsible, right? Like and, literally, and, and, right, right. Promoting junk food—it's—it's it's crazy, but um, but the but that's the problem, you know. Making, like, okay, we want to reduce police violence. Okay, well, how about the? Re- you have to have a conversation with those people. Who want to fight the police? Hmm. That's what you have to do. So, I'll
1: give you a quick example in the city of Portland. I just, thank goodness, I just moved out of that cesspool. um The the uh, mayor Ted Wheeler, he him, yep. by the way, in his Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We're, we're well familiar with Ted Wheeler. Yeah,
1: yeah. T- yeah. Uh, if I were more conspiracy uh, prone to conspiracies, I would believe that he were actually installed by an enemy state like North Korea, (laughs) Iran, uh, uh, Russia. Um, he, someone did a study <clears throat> that found that the Gang Reduction Task Force uh, uh, um, had, had a disproportionate number of young African-American men. Oh, that's right. So he, he, dis- b- b- bars, he, he does away with the Gang Reduction Task Force. One guess as to what happened.
0: I'm guessing gang violence went through the roof.
1: Yeah. And is it guys like me, middle-aged white guys? No. It's, his consequence, The consequence of him doing that is now we have more young dead black men.
0: Yep. That's literally everywhere. Right. Everywhere that the left right. has been operating. And they don't care. He him. That's a good point. Moving on. uh, The question in October last year has been raised in this sort of these spaces, you know, the HR newspapers. Uh, Should we scrap it or not? Um, Well, I read through this article and there are only arguments in there to say no. (laughs) There's no argument as to why we should, which is interesting, isn't it? Again, speaking about Hayek's totalitarian propaganda, if you've only got one argument, which is in one way, Well, that's what you're going to believe. And so one uh, magazine came up with an idea. Uh, We need to add something to DEI. DEI isn't working because we don't have, quote, cultural intelligence. Here's the next one, John. Uh, As a certified cultural intelligence trainer
1: make stuff up i love it we can yeah. just like make stuff up now yeah. I, I, I am
0: also a certified cultural intelligence yes, yes. Trainer. and, and
1: yeah. because of your subjective experience and my subjective yeah, experience exactly. my lived experience I tells me myself. that you that you are yeah. no and i i certify your certification <laughs> so there's a multi-layer of credentialing, yeah. there's a hierarchical credential I, I understand
0: that on. you're actually a doctor of cultural intelligence C- correct which i certified at lunch earlier correct uh, <laughs> I just, it's just it's such BS. I see the unfortunate outcomes when cultural intelligence is not a part of diversity, equity, and inclusion work. When DEI work solely focuses on race, gender, and not broader dimensions of diversity, the majority group, white, cisgender, straight men, often feels left out. Well, I wonder why they would. I mean, they're being explicitly targeted by DEI training, and they're like, hmm. This isn't working for them well no it's not of course it's not uh this perpetuates the problem of, which holds those with the majority of positional power and influence uh, as not engaging in di work so attacking straight white men for being straight white men hasn't really resonated well with straight white men
1: yeah that's why they have to redefine the definition of racism and include power mm. in there
0: mm. so uh anyway this uh this didn't work um the They do give us a a definition of cultural intelligence, right? They say, it's an outsider's seemingly natural ability to interpret someone's unfamiliar and ambiguous gestures in a way that that person's compatriots would. So you have to be uh, part of every culture to understand all of these cultures. You know I was saying about how we say thank you when we get off the bus in England? Well, that's the cultural intelligence person would tell you that. They'd know. You know, you don't have culture. I'm, t- I'm revoking your cultural intelligence. Yeah,
1: degree. no, you should actually mention that because that's interesting. So we went to mm. the breakfast place yeah. and uh, I thought I was being polite by saying, yes, ma'am. Yeah.
0: And
1: and you said that in Britain, you also have to say please and thank you with like, so I usually say thank you at the very end. Yeah. But so there were some interactions. But what was and it? And
0: you weren't it, saying thank you. And I could tell she thought it was rude.
1: Yeah, I know. And I'm glad that you told me that. But I, I would add <laughs> that, the, that the correct response is geez, I didn't know that, thanks for telling me. And now I know, and so when I do it in the future, then I can do that. Like, you also said to me that I didn't know. So when I get on the bus, I do public transport everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get 800 hate emails, but the public transportation in this country is freaking awesome. It's not.
0: No, I know. It's just the public transportation in America. Yeah, okay. It's diabolical. Okay,
1: (laughs) Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give give it to you. Um, But so you said to me, you said to me that when you get off the train, you should say thank you.
0: Oh, not on the train, because there's... Oh, no, on no, the train, on the, on bus. the bus, on the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah you it's polite to say thank you. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't know that. It's just polite to do. Yeah, well, but now America, that I know, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, it's, you know and, and it's not like you're going to, you know, get evil stares if you don't. It's just, it's the right thing to do, right? But uh, anyway, yeah. so DEI training is failing. So they're going to try and save it. Uh, this is from February 2023. Of course, you can see Forbes. Look, we need to improve this. Look, we can see that we're getting tanked here. This is not going our way. People actually hate this. It turns out that it doesn't work. People hate being told that they're evil because of their race mm. or gender or sex. People also don't like being patronized because of their race, gender, and sex. Uh, what can we do to improve them?
1: Um, yeah, notice how class isn't in this at all. Just things with identity, identity level salience, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, but they, they they don't really have any good answers in this. But they do note that literally you know, most workers uh, don't really approve of all of this and would like something else if not, you know, if just nothing, frankly. Um, so we'll move on from that, just because we're running out of time a bit. Uh, because in uh, mid-February, uh, it turns out that loads place places were just uh, abandoning it. Just, nah. But they weren't abandoning it for moral reasons. Um, it's because there's an economic downturn. And it turns out that diversity and inclusion is a luxury belief. And if you're coming into hard times, the first yeah. thing that gets cut are the luxuries
1: yeah that's rob henderson's idea it's a very 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 yep. cool lady he's associated with the university of austin too it's
0: totally true that <clears throat> it is it's, it's a, a luxury belief um
1: yep. but what about all those what about all of us who started talking about this and lost friends and everyone freaked out that we're on the wrong side of history and now it's happening
0: yep i can't believe the workshops on microaggressions being cut oh on my Amazon. goodness what's going to happen tens of thousands of workers got laid off which meant most of the DI teams. I mean, one of my favorite things was when Elon Musk took over Twitter. Oh, God.
1: And he just fired so them all. It was heaven. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it truly was heaven.
0: I know. I, I, I remember going to sleep with a very big smile on my face that evening. Just just beautiful. Just beautiful. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, lots of people got uh, laid off. Dailymail.com spoke with one of the uh, laid-off DI workers, a Californian woman, whose views on social issues had made her outspoken in meetings, uh, and they were targeted get rid of the annoying whiny feminists now. Mm. Love it. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on to May 2023, which is really why this caught my attention. Uh, Texas and other places in America are moving to simply ban it because it's racist and sexist and all of these other ists that are things that are undesirable in institutions and public life. Um, Legislators in both chambers in Texas has approved the uh, Senate Bill 17 which is going to be si- signed by Governor Greg Abbott, which will dismantle DEI offices, programs, and training in the next six months. The bill also bans institutions from mandating any DEI as a condition of employment or admission to a university and orders all hiring practices to be colorblind and sex-neutral. That's I just all we wanted?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I just want to take a step back from this and say, <laughs> when this first started to creep into society, mm. you know, it was like a blitzkrieg without a war, and then the next yeah. thing you know, boom and when you questioned this and you said well wait a second this didn't even exist last year now it's ubiquitous it's literally every year shouldn't the response to that be to give a reason why as opposed to attack the person who questions it and and now we're 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 seeing that people are realizing that this is a an ill-conceived trend or a fad or what have you but instead of saying you know what we were hoodwinked by this ideology we made a mistake mistakes happened I predict you'll see gaslighting. We never believed it. We oh, yeah. never wanted to. Uh,
0: and they've gaslighted the whole way. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's a good thing it's right. happening.
1: It's <laughs> gender affirming care. That's what yeah, they do gender affirming exactly. care.
0: Exactly. They've gaslighted us the whole way. And right. then they'll be like, we were never in favor of that. Right. You know, like like people now, I was never in favor of lockdowns. I was never in favor of, in favor of mask uh, mandates. Oh, I was yeah. never in favor of. You're
1: starting to see it now just yeah. a little bit. I don't know if it, it, it hit here, but with defunding the police.
0: Yeah, I was never in favor of that. Oh, yep. come on. We've got video. It was literally right. like five years ago. Right. You know, this in this time period, the videos are all still on Twitter. You yeah. know, we can find you saying these things, you liars.
1: And, and I think those are the two of the stupidest ideas yeah. in my 56 years of life I have ever heard. Not just stupid, but ghastly. The, oh, the gender-affirming care for minders and the defunding the police are two of the most demonstrably idiotic false ideas I've ever come across.
0: See, I, I, I don't think that goes hard enough, right? Because idiotic implies mistake. That's wrong. I think it's evil, right? And I, I hate to, I hate to agree with the Christians. Oh, with the
1: gender affirming care stuff. Yeah, yeah I'll I, give I think that there's you.
0: mal intent. Like, yeah, it's, I'll it's, give that to it's, you. It's, it's genuinely yeah. you are malevolent, and you're trying to hurt people. Yeah, and yeah. you are enjoying that you're hurting people. You yeah. want to bring them into your cult of hurt people, fellow wounded people. You know, people who have got something wrong with them, and you want more misery. Is loving the company? God, it is. It is and really I, heartbreaking when you think about those awful. kids, isn't it? That's I, I, I genuinely try not to but yeah. every now and again i'll post something i've come across on like reddit or wherever on on twitter and it'll be someone like nobody told me how difficult this was how i would feel what it would be like i'll be a lifelong medical patient but also like i work up every day like what well, there was one where this there was this obviously young woman where she's like 20 or something, she's like, I miss my breasts. I just, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I was 16 or whatever. And, and I'm, now they're gone forever. And I, I just yeah. wish. And it's and like. I,
1: and I just wanna say, if, if somebody is listening to this and they think to themselves, oh, these guys, I mean, come on. Just, just
0: think about this. We've got kids, man. We're worried about yeah.
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you let your kid get no. a um, tattoo? No. Okay. I wouldn't
0: let him get bloody tattooed. Right. I let them so if if 15, if
1: 15 so, yeah. so I'd like to <laughs> see a. St- and, and that's nothing. Yeah. A tattoo is nothing compared yeah. to what we're talking about yeah, yeah.
0: here. It's not going to ruin your life unless it's cross all over yeah, your face yeah. or something. But, yeah. like, yeah, it's not going to ruin your life. And this is genuinely going to just destroy the capacity you have for relationships. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so
1: bad. rearing, your ability to raise
0: children, yeah. your ability to have oh, a yeah. family. It's, li- yeah. it's literally sterilization. Yeah. Like it's like it's insane, right. insane how bad this is. So any, anyway, uh, one of the Democrat Texas lawmakers, what do you think they had to say? Uh, they're against it. Yeah, but why? The exact words, or oh, no, no, no. the exact words they use, you probably do know. On the wrong side of history, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ron Reynolds warned his colleagues, "Don't be on the wrong side of the history yep, yep. Uh, of history. Don't let Texas be the next state to get a travel advisory, referring to the NAACP's recent warning against travel to Florida." Yeah, <laughs> laughable.
1: Uh, yeah, and the head of the NAACP, by the way, lives in, lives in Miami. Oh, really? And, like, think six members are on the border in in uh, in Florida. Incredible.
0: But yeah, he literally said, "Don't be on the wrong side of history." I, I mean, like like a parrot, like a literal like robot, like a button that you press. Uh, anyway, and uh, finally for this one, uh, the universities, were, of course, not happy. Ron DeSantis had signed similar legislation earlier this month.
1: Yeah, we can talk about this. Is a lot to talk about if you want to go down that rabbit hole. Sure, go on. So Chris, he's working with Chris Rufo to yep. get this insanity. Out. God save
0: Chris Rufo, by the way. Yeah. Done the Lord's work on this, Chris
1: yeah. Rufo. Yeah, uh, Chris has become a friend. He's he's really taking the fight to him mm. to, to them. And the, <clears throat> there are two schools of thought on this. One is, so this is, the, this is Karl Popper's Paradox of Tolerance, 1945 piece. Yep. One part of this is that these, so, so it's just so dastardly that and so sinister that you have to take a step back and think about what these offices are trying to do. Mm. As I've said repeatedly, you cannot have free speech in offices of DEI. You get to choose. You can have one or the other. Yeah. And you need to be honest about what your choice is for your students and their parents who go there.
0: And, and before we go on, just to be clear, I've read Karl Popper's Paradox of Tolerance. He right. would be on our side because the entire thing is essentially an expressly anti-communist screed. Yeah. Saying, no, the communists and the Nazis are, in, are not willing... To have a debate within a defined parameter, a de- yeah, yeah, democratic yeah, yeah, yeah. break and so they they have to just be ex, you know kept out of this debate. And this is why Karl Popper would be with us on this. That it's always misrepresented that it's like, oh he would uh, you know he would oppose the right wing. No, the right wing's very democratic. Actually, they'll want to have a conversation about these things. You
1: know? uh, in its current manifestation, I agree hundred percent. So going well, back sorry, to could what, get
0: different, but at yeah, the moment, so, you
1: know? so going back to what what Rufa wants to do is, he wants to kick the people out of universities, who are against intellectual homogeneity and who are they're basically offices of dei yeah that has been framed as wanting to put in your own ideologues i don't think that's it could certainly be the case i don't think that's going to be the case that's an empirical question but the fact that these people are overtly and explicitly mm -hmm. weaponizing Offices of diversity, equity, inclusion against anyone who does not toe the line like Charles Nagy at CFI in Florida. The fact that they're doing that and wanting to stop that is only a good
0: thing. And it it would be very easy to tell as well. Is there a homogenous ideological movement in opposition to intersectionality? The answer is no. Yeah, I, th- long, I think
1: it was it was Soul who said, uh, I, "I'll believe that you want diversity when you put Republicans in the sociology department." If I miss if I mis- misquoted Soul, I'm sorry.
0: It's, no, no, it's going to be something like that. But the point is, like, um there we can see there's essentially a coalition of people. There are the hardcore Christian nationalists, there are the uh, sort of Jeffersonian Republicans, there are the more moderate centre-right Republicans, or know, then you've got the centre-left people. Classical liberals. Yeah, the classical liberals, right? And then you've got the sort of centre-left people. Do you, was it was Marianne Williamson who Yeah, on the I'm having dinner with
1: her Friday yeah, Was yeah. like,
0: the, the Republicans are nice to me These people are evil to me yeah, So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you've got those people who oppose yeah, you yeah. Then you have like the turfs Who are the radical feminists yeah, who yeah. believe in like. So you, you, you don't have intellectual homogeneity yeah. In the people who want to get rid of the work But yeah. you do have intellectual yeah. homogeneity in there yeah. So you can see they're not true They're not telling the truth Yeah, they're not telling the truth And I
1: think it's really important that If somebody says something that's true and right You stand by what they say
0: regardless of who they are yeah. and what they So if you, you know, if exactly. someone's
1: a democrat or republican and you're the opposite or a, yeah. a tory or labor or whatever or, or, or what ha, now what it doesn't matter what yeah. and they want to pull plastic out of the ocean and they have a plan to do that and Good that's idea. a great idea. Great idea yeah. You should say you, you don't have to agree. You don't have to be in mm. complete lockstep with everyone's belief. Yeah. And if you're not willing to cross the aisle on something that's clearly wrong, like mutilating the genitals of children, Mm. then the problem is with you. Then you're the ideologue.
0: And it's awful as well, because, I mean, you're literally going to—I don't like making Nazi comparisons, but I bet there are a lot of people in Germany who are like, look, I don't like this persecution of Jews, but, you know, I'm afraid of opposing this now, you know? And I think a lot of these people are afraid of opposing all of this.
1: Yeah. They know. know. They're also—I would argue that those people are cowards.
0: Well, they are. I mean, that's exactly— well, they're, they're cowards. Um, but uh, but anyway, right? just a quick thing on this, which I thought was funny, right? So they they, are, they were very upset by this, right? But uh, one academic said, the implementation of DEI offices and practices may be banned from college campuses, but the principles of diversity, equity, and inclusion can never be removed from us, the people. And what they're saying there is you can't stop us being racist. We're going to be racist, even if, even if you legislate against it. We're going to hate white people. We're going to like condescend to black people, and we're going to do everything we can. To screw everything up yeah
1: we're gonna do everything we can to institute the, the principles of equity yeah. so that means well it means trying to readjust shares to, to jerry-rig outcomes
0: yes yeah that's exactly what it is and they and they literally just say it so and they may as well be saying look uh, you know you might be you might kick me out but I'm gonna be a Nazi the whole time and I don't care you know that's that's what they're saying so just get rid of them like that's literally just let them go you know sorry we, we're banning this thing if you can't accept that and you're like no I stand okay fine bye yeah, it's good. You know, it's good that, yeah.
1: So I, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of prognostication. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. Go on. And I hope I'm wrong. But the, the, the older I get, the more important I, I realize it is to become. Don't tell everybody you're smart. Make predictions. I'm going to make a prediction. Mm. I think this is going to fail. Oh really? Go on. I do. Um, I don't think I like Rufo. Yeah. I support Rufo's effort. Yep. I do not think he will succeed. And even if he does succeed you're talking about limited schools in one state
0: and how long for that's the question because in 20 years time it could be oh, that,
1: 20 years time there'll be none of this Matt. we will look back at this and we'll say oh my god what were we thinking or this it could was be, completely crazy or it
0: could be completely worse that they captured the entire zuma generation they grew up not being able to think outside of the well they, frame they've already everybody. done that well exactly and yeah. so it could be that it's just so cemented we end up literally like the soviets in chernobyl where they're just like well I don't know how to process this. Yeah. You know, I can't process the reality not being the same as what I'm being told from the authority. Yeah. And so, you know, you're just wrong. There's no graphite on the roof, right? And so, so, yeah. so you know, I
1: don't, I don't think that that effort is going to succeed. Uh, I laud people who want to try to fix the K through 12 system mm. or try to fix the university system. If that's what you want to do, if that's really how you want to spend your time, great. That is absolutely unequivocally not what I'm going to do. I'm gonna build new things. Good. I mentioned University of Austin twice. I'm not gonna wait around and hope, cross my fingers, that Chris Rufo mm. succeeds.
0: I mean, Godspeed to him, you know. Like, no, I'm 100%, support,
1: yeah. 100%. I mean, but like, I seriously, agree. 100%. You've gotta take a,
0: a clear-eyed view on these things. But I'm, things, not,
1: I'm not waiting around yeah. to see if Chris Rufo succeeds. I'm gonna do my own thing, and I hope Chris succeeds, mm. for sure, mm. and I think Chris Rufo, Chris is a good friend of mine, and I hope he succeeds. Yeah. I don't think he will succeed, ultimately, because I think that the entrenched, I mean, at the end of the day, we are going to realize that we have made some pretty horrific mistakes in, in yeah. profound mistakes in our judgment. Mm. But while that process is going underway, I'm going to build new things.
0: Good idea. All right, let's go to some comments. So uh, Based Ape says, great to see you on the show, Peter. Oh, I was just you. watching you last night. I'm on the train to Scotland right now with terrible Wi-Fi, but we're really looking forward to catching up on this episode <laughs> later. Keep up doing the Lord's work. Uh, JC says, I've been binge watching Peter's Street Epistemology over the past few days. Great work. Thank How's you. How's that been going? It's great.
1: I go all around the world and I set up tape on mm-hmm. sidewalks, uh, strongly disagree, disagree, slightly disagree, neutral, and then on the other side. Yeah. And then I ask people questions, uh, put them on the neutral line. Should trans women be allowed in women's sports? They go to a line, mm-hmm. I in- question them uh, or interrogate them, depending on who you look at it. I facilitate conversations and I see if the line they're on is the line they should be on based upon the evidence they have. And astonishing number of times people recalibrate their confidence and their beliefs and you can see it physically you can see a move it's pretty cool
0: really and so what what sort of response do you ever get angry responses
1: oh yeah infuriated yeah the 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 top two videos on my my channel if you go to uh, views and then popular people are just utterly losing their mind at me Mm. but you know that's almost a uniquely american phenomenon
0: i don't know we have it here too
1: I'm going to do street epistemology here, so I can't tell you yet, but from the places I've been in the world, Australia, Hungary, Romania, all over the United States and other places in the world, from those experiences, I found that Americans on college campuses are looking for a reason to be offended.
0: I don't doubt. I don't doubt. Um, Someone online says, uh, referring to the first segment, uh, another myth that drives me up the wall is they use smallpox as a weapon. It's a great point. Germ theory didn't exist at that time. It was mid-19th century. Yeah. They couldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't have known. Um, and so, yeah, that's another great point. You know, just, again, more lies. Lies upon lies upon lies. And it's, it's just genuinely embarrassing, actually. Uh, Kevin says, all Western establishments, educational establishments, no longer teach students how to think, they focus on what to think. Right. The main reason for this is, seems to be they have no good arguments for their beliefs and positions, and therefore must ensure future generations never feel the need to argue.
1: That that could mm. be. I think it's I think it's a, a complicated set of factors. Look, if if we want to know how many of those scented home candlesticks in there or whatever those things are, incense, yeah. and you say they're fifteen and I say they're eighteen, mm. there's no reason to get upset with each other. We just present mm. the evidence. So usually if someone doesn't have sufficient evidence for something but mm-hmm. has a high confidence, they have to make up that slack somehow. Mm. I'm offended, mm. mean word blasphemy laws on yeah, a yeah, ma- yeah, macro yeah. level yeah. walk away so if people had any evidence for any of this stuff they, they would just present the evidence instead of platitudes or just you know you're on the wrong side of history they would just yeah. present the evidence but there is no evidence in fact the evidence is overwhelmingly against these deranged ideas
0: and that that then that, that then you make it makes me it makes me vaguely synthetic so i was just think Man, if that were me, I'd be like, how have I arrived at this position yeah. where I have no evidence for what Well, that's what I'm because saying. you
1: have intellectual integrity.
0: Well, I tried to anyway. I mean, yeah, I'm not perfect. Uh, Omar says, uh, it's surprising how many people can simultaneously think half the population is black and also believe that they should be given reparations. Uh, then again, if socialists are capable of extrapolating the cost of their policies, they probably wouldn't be socialists. Good point, frankly. Um, the letter M is for magnifying glass. Strange username says, uh, If that's how many people answer the question like that in America, I'd hate to see the results in Australia uh, for the proportions of the country. Uh, it'll be even worse than that, I think. Uh, George says, uh, The DIE initiative is the natural evolution of feminist academia, one of the best f- examples of oikophobia. Seeing homogeneity as a problem in the workplace is irrational.
1: I don't know that word.
0: Right. So, oika, oikophobia. And its counterpoint, oikophilia. It wasn't coined by Sir Roger Scruton, a conservative British philosopher, but it was popularized by him. Uh. And it just comes from the Greek oikos, which means home, and uh, this means a uh, fear of home or a love of home. And it doesn't mean uh. just the place, but also the community that occupies the home, right? So the local community. A fear of home. Yeah, a fear of the well, loc- oikophobia. Yeah, and so funny. I've read Scruton. I don't remember that, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's in plenty of his works, and yeah. um. It's a great way of framing things because that is kind of what it is. Because you see a lot of outgroup preference, especially you know white liberals have yeah. the only group that have an outgroup preference, yeah. right? And that they, Scruton would call them oikophobes, right? Oh. And whereas most people are oikophiles, of course they love that, of oh. course they love the people out oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course they care about. It. But all of these global, you know, the international globalist types, who are like every other culture is good apart from ours, our culture needs to lash itself in order to somehow, you know, redeem itself or something like that. Like, th- this is what he describes as orcophobia. And I think it's totally fair. I think it's a totally good uh, use of the, uh, totally good term to use. So, um, useful. Um, Henry says, the what is a woman question is so baffling for Joe Swinson, <laughs> it changed her accent from Glaswegian to West Country. Yeah, she's she was apparently from Scotland. So, you couldn't tell, could you? No. Um, uh, <laughs> The Le French dog walker, he changes his name every time from Le French something. Now he's a dog walker, uh, probably because uh, of your dog walking thing. <laughs> uh, transgender surgeries are man made horrors beyond our comprehension. Yeah. I mean, Tesla did actually call it. You'll live to see man made horrors. And man, I tell you, you, you can just Google, Google the, the surgery and Google the results of the surgery. And it's just, I mean, it's just beyond. Like I can't, I can't imagine that these people are looking. W- women are looking in the mirror and being yeah, like, "Well, I, I'm a man." So I just want to comment on that quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I often
1: wonder to myself. So just to be clear, I do not think that the parents should be punished for this legally or otherwise. I think that they are caught up. They they are going by what the doctors tell them. Mm-hmm. They're going by what you know. The the, the woke left is uh, obsessed the with culture the culture around them. Yeah, is, the culture. The yeah. system is telling them. Yeah. But that's an entirely other question of to what extent physicians who perform these activities and and Mm -hmm. hospital administrators that have allowed the machinery for these people to be. Because they
0: recognize it as an as an industry.
1: Yeah. There has to be some punishment for this. And I would argue to you losing one's medical license is not sufficient.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally. I mean. The, the problem is, like, as we've seen from uh, the example of lobotomies, actually, um, none of these people will be punished. Because it, in the the time it takes for people to, the, the the winds of change to make their effect in the industry, mm. like, it's 30 or 40 years. And so by that time, they're not around to punish anymore, mm. you know? Uh, and so it's not going to happen. No one's going to get punished for this. But if, yeah, I, I
1: hope you're wrong. I sincerely I, I hope, I hope wrong. you're wrong.
0: But it, I'm just looking at previous uh medical scandals mm. and we've had plenty loads of medical scandals uh, in the 20th and 19th centuries i mean i'm hoping wrong but i'm sure that by the time it's just universally recognized that this was crazy and it would be immoral and illegal to do to people uh, all of the people involved are dead and so it won't nothing will happen but i i totally agree i mean jordan peterson's incredibly strong on this recently like he's just on twitter no all these people should be in jail so yeah
1: yeah, yeah, it's and uh, uh, you, you probably have not had time to see it, but I've done something with Billboard, Chris, the guy who wears the billboard mm-hmm. around him. He was just on Andrew D- Doyle show yeah, recently, and we run around to two universities, and it was pretty crazy. Like a transgender activist who was a professor at Portland State University, who is still not fired, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, he stole Chris's phone. The people were blaring bullhorns at our or you know music no, I players. I think I have
0: seen this actually.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think like I might have seen this, yeah. anything. To not and then it was really funny. This is like really really funny. Instead of teaching people, this is what happens when the the institution isn't focused on truth but focused on forwarding an ideology. Instead of saying, okay, this is how you listen to an argument, this is how you weigh evidence, this is how you ask a good question, they provided and I'm not kidding you. Please please Google this and look it up yourself. Cotton candy and coloring books for people who were traumatized adults adults students adult college students this is what we have become this is what portland state has become so and other and and university of oregon we went down there too and boy it was really a quite an experience you can find those videos online
0: so uh, i hate to say but we're out of time there so peter if people want to find more of you where can they go
1: uh twitter at peter bogosian b-o-g-h-o-s-s-i-a-n there's my my twitter feed and youtube uh Peter, dr peter dr peter bogosian and uh all the videos are there and you can watch people change their beliefs to Socratic questions or not
0: well thank you so much for joining me uh thank you everyone for for tuning in this has been great i've really enjoyed it man and uh we'll see you tomorrow Take thank care. thank you thank you anytime man. appreciate it